All right, for a little more on college football, let's bring in Frank Dolce, our Ute Insider for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Monday morning. I am curious now, Frank, now with another weekend of Pac-12 action under your belt. Are you looking at the next opponent, Oregon State, any different after the win at UCLA? Are you looking at Arizona any differently after the win at Colorado? Arizona atop the Pac-12 South with a 2-0 record early on. Yeah. I, well, I think I'm looking at Colorado differently. And I'm looking at Washington differently. I, that team, I, I don't, this conference is nuts. So, and what, Arizona is on top of the South right now, right? Yep. I mean, that's how, it, that's how the weekend ends up. Arizona, with the team that I thought was terrible, ends up on top of the South Division at this point in conference play. So, I don't know, I don't know what to think. Oregon State seems to me like a team that's kind of been playing okay and making some strides and getting better. And they're not great, but they, they seem to be improving. So I was happy for Oregon State to get that to get that win. I, I don't know what to think about UCLA other than I just, I just can't imagine that they have a lack of talent there. And if they don't have a lack of talent there, maybe they do. I don't know. But if they don't have a lack of talent there, then you have to look at, at the coaching situation and, and then when does, when does UCLA make a change? So, Yeah, anyway, Mark Harlan's going to have some big decisions down there when he gets to Westwood, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more like. Let me ask you a question. More likely that Harlan ends up at UCLA or Urban Meyer ends up at USC. Uh, I would go with Harlan. Although I heard he's number two. I don't know this, but some people in California were telling me that they're seeing about somebody else, and then maybe they'll slide down to there. But. Uh, yeah, I believe he would take that job in a heartbeat, and I know he's listening, driving to work right now, and he's probably cussing us out. But uh, nevertheless, we would be negligent if we didn't bring up, or certainly I didn't bring up with what I've heard, but uh, that's, a, that's a massive rebuilding job there. I, I just don't know that Urban would want that. Maybe he would. Maybe maybe he would want to go into that. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, that could That very well could happen. But as I look at the, the conference, to me, the South is right on schedule. I mean, Arizona beat the teams that are picked fifth and sixth in the division, uh-huh. so I'm not going to give them a whole lot of credit. I mean, that's that's great, but I thought you could beat those teams anyway, and you did. Uh, and the way I look at it, the North is somewhat of a jumbled thing in and, and that uh, Washington has been wildly disappointing. That was a pathetic effort. Chris Peterson uh, – going uh, yeah. f- uh not kicking a field goal when you got a kicker who's 11 for 11 I mean I, I didn't understand yeah. those decisions I thought they were lethargic uh Stanford I mean you, you never you rarely if ever play before a big enthusiastic crowd in Stanford so it's basically a, a neutral field game it's not never it's rarely a a you're at a home field disadvantage and you're playing Stanford uh-huh. you fans can attest to that they just don't show up there's not a lot of passion there and they didn't just rolled over, as far as I'm concerned. Bitterly disappointed in the way they played. Oregon looked okay against Cal, but they didn't exactly destroy them. So, to me, the Utes are they're right where they need to be. Man, They are set up, 
And and I I'm more encouraged now about them winning the conference. I felt that they were going to win the division all along, and nothing has changed that. But now I'm feeling they they got a legitimate chance to go to the Rose Bowl. I mean, they, they, I, now that we're this is the halfway point, six weeks into the season, I feel better about them going to the Rose Bowl now than I did in August. After this weekend, I think I feel the same way. The, I. I was really surprised by Washington's effort. I just don't think that happens with Chris Peterson teams, and yeah. that effort was right. lacking. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, Stanford looks like they're, they were rushed three three guys a significant amount of time in that game, and Eason was running for his life. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. That's the same team that USC took apart on the offensive side. And, and then Stanford comes in, and, and they're controlling the defensive line of scrimmage. And then with, you know, they have, you know, two and a half offensive linemen left on that roster, and they just push the ball downfield. I mean, I just thought that that Washington effort was lacking, lacking to say the least. I really like Kevin Sumlin, and I, I'm always hopeful that Arizona is going to be good. And with the way that Khalil Tate played, and they still don't have Taylor back, uh, I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be challenging in in the conference now. So, which is nice. I I, I really like that. I like I like Kevin Simlin a lot. Um, Colorado still, you know, Colorado still a roller coaster ride, and and so maybe one week they're going to be really good, and one week they're going to be just average. UCLA is just man, they're 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 just no good, no good. So I I think based on all of that, with the teams that Utah has left on the schedule, you know. Everybody is beatable in the conference, but I think Utah, you know, took a without playing a game, they took a step forward in the conference just because everybody else looked so looked it looked rough. So I agree with you. I think this, you know, at, at, as far as any other time in in Utah's history in the Pac-12 goes, this feels like the most Utah has the most opportunity here to get to that title game and get through it. And and then get to right. the Rose Bowl. I mean, if they don't do it, this is the biggest choke since Romney in 2012. I heard you say that earlier. Do you think it's that that big a choke? I think he what just wants the... to reference the president's tweet, and I think given another another uh, question and answer in this conversation, he's going to call you a pompous ass. I think that's really Wait. where this is going. He. He might call you that, but we we have a bond, we have a connection. We're from the South Bay, and you, that's so you're that's a, you're a couple of pompous asses. Well, that's although, not the quote. yeah, the, the relationship <laughs> the relationship took a little bit of a hit when you said you like to see Arizona do well. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I but but you know, I'm it's kind of more of a conference thing. It's not necessarily that I cheer for Arizona. So let's just let's just clarify let's just clarify that. I don't want that to get out. Is that is Romney's choke bigger choke than when who was the what, what was it when Greg Norman choked away the was it the Masters? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that the isn't that the biggest choke in history? But I guess there wasn't a tweet about that one recently, so we're gonna stick with yeah. That's Romney. not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> that's I the, know. Don't get all historical and start ranking stuff. That's not the point. 
Yeah, but the Utes now, and I, Frank, I mean, I think it's 100%. I feel much better about Utah's chances of winning this conference, not the, just the division, but winning this conference. I, I, this is, as, I feel better now than I felt all season. There's no reason why they don't win it, uh, barring an injury to Huntley, obviously. That changes everything, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But they're solid, man, and these other teams are up and down. I did see this stat, and I don't know which game it was because I watched pieces of several Pac-12 games, but on one of them, and I think it was the UCLA game, they put up a stat that eight of the 12 teams have already started multiple quarterbacks. And so Huntley's been healthy, but everybody else is having injuries. Now, maybe it's just the year you get through it and other people don't, and it breaks your way. But you got to expect quarterback injuries. There's just so many of them. So many. Well, and it, you know, to, to have a run, you, things have to. You have to have a little bit of luck. It's really hard to be on top of your game week in and week out, and and sometimes you just hit those weeks when someone else is better. And so you have to have a little bit of luck going through a schedule. And Utah's going to need that. And then Utah's going to need the ball to bounce the right way. I I really believe that Utah can co- go through the rest of the schedule without taking another loss. That that team is good definitely good enough to do that. And maybe they get Zach Moss back in the in a few weeks and maybe that even makes them better and and the defense keeps getting better. So that's a team that's that has all of the capability. But it's also a team that can't walk through the schedule. I mean that team if they're not playing the right way then they're gonna take a loss. So um, it's all right there in front of them. How many times though have we been in this situation with with Utah? I mean, there were times when this Utah team was seven and one, eight and one, going into the last few weeks of the season, controlled their own destiny, and somehow figured out a way to, you know, fumble it away. So, lots of lots of football left. But I but I I have to agree with you. I think this team is poised to get through the South and get into that conference championship game. Well, what about Oregon, though? Are we overlooking Oregon here? I mean, they lose to Auburn, who's turned out to be pretty good in a game they could have, would have, should have won, and they won everything since then. And Cal's defense is good, and they struggled with it. But are you, you dismissing them pretty quickly or no? I, yeah, I, I was, I'm probably um, not as high on Oregon as maybe I should be. I didn't think their schedule – Outside of Auburn, I didn't think their schedule really told us much about that team, and that's a that's a good win against Cal. But Cal's without without their starting quarterback, and only able to generate the seven points in that game. Cal's I like Cal's defense a lot, and so maybe scoring seventeen points against Cal's defense is 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 better than we think. No, I think they're, just, they're they're a little limited offensively. I'll go with that. I mean, twenty one against Auburn and twenty one against Stanford. So that's yeah. So. So I'm just, I'm not I'm just not certain about Oregon. I it's like that team that you think, well, yeah, these guys could be, or you know, they could be really good, or they should be really good, and they do some really good things. And but it's I just don't have that sense yet of that team that they're going like like you know PK saying you have the sense of well Utah based on everything else that's happening the way that Utah's played, it feels like Utah has a a really good opportunity to get through it. I don't know. I feel the same way about Oregon in the North. I mean, I think they still they there's still a loss on that schedule, maybe two somewhere somewhere in the North Division and with the rest of their schedule as it lines up. So I just I'm not I don't have the same feeling about Oregon yet. 
Yeah, but the point is, who really cares who gets out of the North? Because you're going to have to play them anyway, as long as you get out sure. of the South. And, and it's a one-game situation. And it's clear in a one-game situation that Utah can beat anybody in this conference. So let the North sort itself out. And if you take care of business and do it in an impressive fashion, then you play whoever is the survivor in the North. The way I look at it is who's going to survive in the North not necessarily who's going to win it, but who's going to be able to survive. And if the Utes, it's set up for them to not necessarily roll, but accumulate a bunch of wins here, provided they have health. They should go into that conference final with a ton of momentum. And if it's Oregon, if it's Washington, if whoever it might be, I'm not even going to necessarily rule out Washington State yet because both of their losses were to South Division teams. That's a good So they point. haven't lost the tiebreaker yet yep. to anybody. So who's to say mm-hmm. what happens there? I mean, the Utes started 0-2 last year, and, the, and they got it done. So who's And yeah. both of those losses early last season were to North Division. So it, I don't really care who comes out of the North. Let them, whoever comes out of the North, let it be. Because in a one-game situation, uh, two months from now in, in Santa Clara, I th- the Utes, to me, would have at least an even-money chance to win. Maybe even better. I don't know what's going to happen over the next two months. But for me, it's all about Utah and what it is capable of doing. And now it just has to go out and do it. And I see no reason why it doesn't go out and do it. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. And speaking speaking of the North... How and Washington, Washington State in particular, how quickly do you think a change at the defensive coordinator spot changes that defense and the ability to make a tackle on the defensive side? Yeah, that'll be interesting because if you read the guy's uh, departure tweets, there were some philosophical differences. And so Leach is yeah. the boss, and so ultimately the boss gets his way. So we'll see if they can make changes that can be effective. I hope not this week, but we'll see. <laughs> well, it's always the thing with Washington State. Like they, they, that's a team that always figures out how to score points, and and they don't necessarily bring a defense with them all the time. And and I, it's it's funny how that how that seems to work out with with Mike Leach's team. So. But I like those. I mean, I like that. I like that squad. I it's it's fun to watch. I, maybe they can get it figured out on the on the defensive side. I think it's difficult. You know, maybe maybe it is a scheme thing with those guys. But a lot a lot of that seemed like it was you know lack of execution thing and a, and a lack of tackle, tackling sort of thing for Washington State. So I'll be interested to see how they how they come through. But. But yeah, it's exciting. The Pac-12 is exciting, and everyone just keeps beating up on each other. And and uh, I, I I feel pretty confident that that Utah with Utah and where they where they sit right now. Um, and and we'll see. I mean, do you, do you think do you think I as I, as I look at this Oregon State team, I feel like this is a game Utah should go up to Corvallis and 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 kind of dominate that game. Do you think Oregon State gives Utah any trouble? It's a Pac-12, so I hate to say, oh, it'll be easy because it's so rarely easy. But watching Oregon State, uh, I mean, they'll throw it a little, but basically I think they want to run right at you, and the Utes want people to run right at them. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they've got a bunch of running backs who have nice stats. Some guys have gotten more of a chance than other guys. Um, but for the Utes, it's like, yeah, bring it on. 
line line Artavis Pierce up and run him at us. Let's see what happens. It seems like this game in the history of Utah versus Oregon State that it always feels like, well, Utah should go and win this game. And they do. They typically go and win that game. But it always feels like at some point it's more difficult than it should be. In fact, there was a game at in Corvallis a few years ago. I believe Travis Wilson was playing quarterback. Utah won that game, but incredibly, I think they only had 97 yards or something like that passing in the game. It was one of two occasions that I can remember when Utah had less than 100 yards throwing in a game and still figured out how to win the game. I'm pretty sure that was against Oregon State in Corvallis. So, it, it, like, like I said, it feels like this game is a game that should Utah should go in there and manage you know, pretty handily, but it never seems to go that way. Well, everybody's scoring 31 points on him except Cal Poly. So even if they, even if the offense for Oregon State yeah. has a little success, the Utes ought to pile up the points because literally everybody, UCLA, Stanford, Hawaii, Oklahoma State, everybody's been doing it. Yeah. So you better, you better everybody's go score. Everybody's doing it. Right. Yeah. One thing is yeah, they do well, have a quarterback who hasn't thrown a pick yet. So there's that. I mean, five games in, that's pretty good. Both teams, right? You're Both right. teams will. You're right. Yeah. So that's that's pretty exciting. And Herbert threw his first interception of of the year uh, this week. So yeah, Huntley's playing. Huntley's playing really well. I always thought that. Well, I shouldn't say I always thought. I should say I never thought that Huntley had a real shot at playing after this year. Like he was going to have a, a nice college career. And then he was going to be done. And and certainly there's a lot he has a lot of college football left. But if he continues to play this this way and throw the ball as accurately as he as he is and, and the productivity stays the same, you know, kind of that ten, eleven yards per reception sort of thing and and not putting his team in bad situations with interceptions, I don't know, maybe he gives himself a chance. Maybe you know, a team would take a look at him. I just never thought of him that way, but the way that he's managed himself this year, I think he's turned around. I know PK has been a big fan of his since right at the beginning. Yep. Frank, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes. Absolutely. You guys are the best. I love talking to you every Monday morning.